0: What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of the Midmom Podcast. I'm your host, Al Hudson. On today's show, we're talking about something kind of fun, because I don't know if this happens to you guys, but sometimes I forget that I'm cool. And I think it's because so much of my mood is based on what I'm wearing and how I'm feeling about myself that day. So I thought it would be fun to kind of talk about how to get dressed or like how we're showing up based on what we're wearing. And because I get most of my fashion information from either TikTok or Instagram, my For You page right now is covered in two fashion icons, which means the algorithm is doing its thing. Trust the algorithm you guys, it knows you better than you know yourself. It knows what you like based on what you're searching and watching, what you're commenting on, it keeps track of how long you linger before scrolling onto the next video, and if you like it, save it, or even share it, it knows you want more of that. And you know how on Tuesday mornings I share a little thirst trap of our boy Pedro? It's always giving me more Pedro. And literally, the only two people worthy of being on my For You page right now are Pedro Pascal and our Lord and Savior, Taylor Swift. She's a mom. Let's get into it. Let's figure out how dressing cool or not cool affects our entire day. A couple years ago, I started following Charlie Goss. She's a stylist out of Toronto. She taught us about alimony sweaters, you know, the wrap sweaters that were very trendy in like the mid 2000s to the mid 2010s. I don't know if they made it that far, actually, but they were on point for a little while there. She told us to stay away from skinny jeans, so I know the millennials were having a really hard time with that. And then once you move away from skinny jeans, you also can't wear what I like to call blogger boots. It's the little, like, ankle booty. I used to wear them to church all the time and with my jeggings. Oh my gosh, I totally used to wear jeggings. And I remember even thinking one day, these are the best inventions ever. I will never not wear jeggings. That was an incorrect thought I had probably about 10 or 15 years ago. I've totally gone away from blogger boots. I'm in high-top checkered vans currently. The biggest, baggiest, light wash jeans that kind of feel like sweatpants but i'm struggling a little with my sweatpants and we'll get into that in a minute and a tank top i'm also wearing nippy covers but i feel like they're darker than my skin tone and you can probably see them through my white tank top but whatever i'm i got to find a different solution but let's get back to charlie i really like her and she gives it to us straight like she does not mess around I think that's why she's so good at her job. So if you need to learn what's cool, what's not cool, what we're done with, and what we're going into, she follows all the Nordic girls, like the girls from Denmark. So she does all the deep digging and then breaks it down for us. She just makes it really easy to learn and figure things out. Or you can do what I also do, and that's just copying the two... Biggest stars right now in pop culture, and that is our Zaddy Patty Pedro, and our Queen, Slaylor Swift. So, as you know, as you should know, Taylor is one month into her Eras tour, and that concert, you guys, is no freaking joke. Like it's three and a half hours long, start to finish, performing. Outfit changes, dancing, choreo. She's working that crowd. She's diving under the stage. Like, I'm going to convince you to like her if you don't yet because I just think she's so good. She's so good. And she's come a long way from her country days because I used to not like her. I liked a few of her songs off, like, Speak Now. I didn't really like any off her debut album, though. And then when she got into, like, Fearless... That's when she became a little bit more mainstream. 1989 is when she turned into a pop princess. We got Wildest Dreams. And her collection of music is just out of control. And actually, I'm currently doing this thing on TikTok right now. And it's a 99-day countdown till I'm in Seattle at her concert. And I don't know if I can even keep that up. But so far, I've done three days. And whatever. It's fun. It's actually making me realize that it's coming up so fast. Like, today's day 95. That's three months. I don't have my outfit. I still have to figure all that out. But anyways, her costumes in this concert are unreal. Like, the crystals, the beadwork the tassels on her jackets, like it is just so over the top, but like done in such a beautiful way. And then she has different versions of the same outfits. Like she'll play the same song in different cities, but she'll be wearing a green version in one city and then a yellow version in a different city. So she's just got her closet, you guys, or her wardrobe must be an entire semi truck that they're hauling around the country it's insane and then she has custom Louboutins is that how you say that word I'll never know I feel awkward anytime I try to say it but it's the red bottom shoes so she has so many different pairs of boots of those while she's performing and they're all like glittered and oh my gosh she is serving you guys okay But then last night I saw on TikTok that she was spotted in New York City. And guess what she was wearing? I died. I died. She was walking like she was ready to be photographed. But she was wearing these low-rise, dark, not fully black, but like a dark gray, wide-leg denim, kind of cropped. Then a big, thick, platform black boot. And then a really cute, I don't know if it was ribbed or like waffly style. Maybe it was just a plain t-shirt. I don't know. But it came down in the front a little bit to a V and then had a few snaps that were open. Like very 90s. And I feel like I'm always wearing platform docs and wide leg jeans. So Taylor, hello. Maybe we could actually hang. I'll be in Seattle. I'll see you there, girl. I will be on the top row. And I realized that the Seattle stadium is like open. So we're going to be there. And I really hope it's not raining. But even if it is, we don't care. We're going to be just having the best time ever. And we're going to like see the sunset and everything like throughout the concert. It's going to be this whole freaking show that we're watching like inside, below us, around us. Everywhere. I can't even wait. I know I'm obsessed, you guys. She's freaking good. And I love how she thinks. Like, I just feel like she's so intricate. And she's always telling a story. And she's talented. I feel like she's a good role model, honestly, for all of us. That girl goes after exactly what she wants. And she will not let men get in her way. She will not let other women get in her way that are mean to her. Like, she is focused on the prize, and I have mad respect for that. And then we have our cool slutty daddy, Pedro Pascal, who's into dressing like a little bit more mature and less risque version of Harry Styles, who we also love. Like, the purple blouse he wore on Saturday Night Live. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Or the super baggy red pants that he wore to the Japan Mandalorian premiere. And then he was wearing a white tight t-shirt underneath like this crochet caramel color knit sweater like that was done up. It was A seemingly very weird combination, but holy cow it works. Like, he stands out, and to be able to pull that off screams confidence, which I just think is so good. Like, it's so important. And actually, I found this article on the Goog. It's from Inc. I-N-C. Okay, and the article is, research shows that clothes you wear actually change the way you perform. If you've ever watched a rehearsal of a play, then you know how powerful clothes are. Even in the very early stages of a project, professional actors will come to practice in certain clothing pieces that make them feel more like their character. Perhaps it's an old pair of shoes, a long heavy skirt, or a bandana that just helps them get the right swagger, grace, or edge. A few weeks later, when they're closer to opening, the performers will have a dress rehearsal with their real costumes. And it's amazing to see how the right clothes bring the performances up to a whole new level and transform the actor into the character. As business professionals, we can actually learn a lot from that. And I think as moms too, like, this is a side note, this is not in the article, but we're so used to, like, running errands. So we maybe throw on some sweatpants or leggings or something pretty comfortable, like nothing very restrictive. Um, we're cleaning bathrooms, we're vacuuming, we're picking up shit, literally or figuratively. We've done it all. We know. I don't need to get into that. But, like, I just was finding that when I was dressing as a stay-at-home mom, like, in my matching Costco sweatsuit every single day, and I actually, when I bought it, I was like, this thing is the most incredible Fashion element in my closet. And now I'm kind of over it because I feel like it kind of brought me down, if that makes any sense. And sometimes I'll still wear it. It depends what I'm doing. If I am wearing them in public, I'll make sure I have a cute jacket or vest over top to make it a little bit more stylish so I don't feel so frumpy. I hate feeling frumpy. I hate it. I like being kind of held in. Like, I'm currently trying to get used to not wearing a bra, and it's weird for me because I've always liked to be toit, you know, held in, especially, I think what it is, is that I don't like my skin touching my own skin. Does that make sense? So, like, the girls, the girls have been through a lot. The girls have fed children, and then perked up with the help of plastic surgery. And now they're back to deflated because I didn't want implants anymore. And yeah, we can say they've been through a lot. They've seen a lot. They've done a lot. One of them is a little more stretched out than the other. Because when I was nursing, my left one got three times the size of my right one when my milk would come in. And so the left side kind of droops down. And touches the skin along my ribs, which feels so gross to me. And so I'm trying to not wear bras because I really like these tank tops that I found at H&M. But you can't wear a bra with them. So I'm trying really hard to get used to that. It's super weird because I just like a little bit of structure. Okay? Anyways, I'm getting back to the article now says, like it or not, your clothes and presentation communicate volumes about who you are as a person. Oh, and I have a story. Um, Back in January, I did a little test, a little testy, a little testy test. I wore a sequined glitter skirt to run errands with my boys. We went to Cross Iron Mills for the day and Costco. And I'm in a green sequined, slit up the side skirt. I got my Doc Martin platform black boots on, a tight white t-shirt, and a jacket. And the way people treated me differently was unreal compared to the way I usually get treated when I'm at Costco. And just like how everyone usually gets treated when they're at Costco. Like, you're usually there in jeans and runners. And a t-shirt and a jacket. Or sometimes I've like rolled out of bed, thrown on a toque, some leggings. I look disgusting. I smell. I've got my rad dad plaid, dog walking jacket on. Like, they're not as nice. They're not as nice to you. I was treated so much better when I was there. People looked at me like I was famous. I'm totally not. But they thought I was. People would, like, let me go in front of them, like, "Oh, after you, ma'am. Like, it was all so wild to me. People were a lot nicer. So that was very interesting. Like, I felt different, and they treated me very different. And actually, when I was there, something so funny happened. There was this guy... He is pushing a double mattress through the store on a flatbed, and he also had a container of the cold shrimp from, like, the deli area, and, um, do you guys know I used to work at Costco? This is another side note. I worked at Costco for two weeks in August of 2020 at Heritage, and I almost died. They did not deserve me there. So anyways, I know what it's like working there. I got hit on every single day by the most disgusting humans or they were super rude and just thought they were better than you because you're just a Costco worker. They treated you either like you were this goddess or like a piece of shit. So it wasn't fun and I didn't last very long. Even though I was so good at boxing groceries, like anytime now, I'm like, please don't touch my stuff. Like, I'll just do it myself, um, which is also kind of rude. But I'm really good at it, OK? That's one of my skills. But this guy, he's in line next to us. And we have two carts. So it's me, Tripp, and Parker. And Parker was going back up to Edmonton. And so we were just stocking him up. And then obviously, I was getting stuff for our house. And this guy with the flatbed and mattress, like perpendicular, is that what it's called? So the mattress was like upright and he was holding it. And then there was just like this little container of shrimp there too. But you know those flatbeds are hard to work. They're wobbly because the front wheels aren't pushed onto the ground unless there's weight on it. Okay, keep that in mind. So we're in line paying. He's at the till next to us. And I can hear the worker. She's being very nice to him and he's being a dick to her. Like he's very dismissive. And she's like, oh, would you like help? Like she was offering all these different options to help him out of the store with his mattress on a flatbed and his stupid container of shrimp. And he's like, no, no, I'm in a hurry. (laughs) I'm totally in a hurry. And she was like, okay, well, if you're sure, I don't mind helping you out or I can get someone to help you load it into your car. And he was so just like, no, lady, I don't need help from you. And she was nice. And she was like, okay, great. Have a good day. He left. We paid. We went out. And I ran back in while the boys filled up the back of the truck because I'd forgotten to buy something. And I'm walking back in, and I see a spilled container of shrimp on the ground. Obviously, I took a quick video of it. Anyways, let's get back to the article, because it's actually really good. Like it or not, your clothes and presentation communicate volumes about you as a person. The question is not whether you care about fashion, it's more about what you're communicating intentionally or unconsciously through your fashion choices. Just as the actor in the right costume moves and speaks differently, so does the everyday person. Your clothes tell a story about you. If you want to show that your work is clean, sharp, and to the point, you need to dress in clean lines, sharp creases, and yes, points on your shoes and tie. Even the way you wear your glasses speaks volumes about you and your work. Research shows that you can tell a lot about someone's personality, politics, status, age, and income just from looking at a photo of their shoes. This article tells a story about a Swiss bank called UBS, and they had a 44-page dress code from the obsessive stipulations detailed from the sensible, if you wear a watch, it suggests reliability and that punctuality is of great concern to you, to the downright invasive, employees were instructed on how to shower and apply lotion, how to wear their underwear, and told not to eat garlic during the week. So that company is obviously extreme control freaks, but every detail about their presentation that they wanted their employees to communicate was nailed down. I don't know if I agree with that. I, I actually don't agree with that. We own our own business and I, there's no way I would ever want to tell someone what to wear or how to shower or what to eat. Like, no. When you're dressing or grooming, consider that it says a lot about you and whether it's in line with the message you want to communicate. There's no right or wrong. It's all about context. A tie can make you look reliable and rooted in tradition. This might be important at an investment firm, where clients want to know that you're serious about their capital. But it can also come off as stuffy and resistant to change, which may be inappropriate for a tech startup. Which is totally right. Your clothing impacts your thinking, of course. Dressing smart is also important for your confidence and sense of self-empowerment. But your style does more than just send messages to your mind or to others new research shows it actually impacts how you think professional dress one study found increases abstract thinking and gives people a broader perspective so that tie might actually be switching on your creativity button i feel like it it's probably not a tie that's switching on your creativity button but okay whatever the formality of clothing might not only influence the way others perceive a person and how people perceive themselves, but it could influence decision making in important ways through its influence on processing style. It says usually we process visual details instantaneously through a process called thin slicing. That's when the brain may- makes millisecond judgments based on new stimulus. It often happens without us even knowing. We might just get a feeling that we don't trust someone or that someone else is steady and reliable. We might not even know why. That gut feeling, commonly called intuition or a first impression, is really part of the very fast-paced mental process of thin slicing. It's how we continually judge books by their covers, all day, every day. So choose your personal presentation with care. Presentation includes not only... Your clothes, but your accessories, your hairstyle, fragrance, posture, body language, tone of voice, and the level of energy in which you move and speak. Think of the person that you need to be in any particular situation, then dress, groom, and accessorize in a way that helps you mentally step into that personality. Are you marching in there to get things done? Put on something red, roll up your sleeves, and speak in a commanding voice. Are you making social connections at a gala event? Go for suave, but not workplace formal. Dress to feel attractive. Speak in a smooth tone and let one shoulder relax. Oh, that's interesting. If you're loafing around on a long weekend with a half a box of pizza, you can probably get away with breaking out the frumpy comfortables. Taking intentional command of how you dress and present is a good step in empowering yourself, accomplishing your goals, and living a more lucid life at the helm of your decisions. So pay attention. Remember, all the world's a stage. And do you guys remember, I don't know if you were with me for this, but I modeled for about two years. I was asked to model once in a runway show And I said, hell yes, of course I will. So it was downtown at the Devonish building. I showed up early in the morning. And once I got through hair and makeup and styling, I felt like a different person. I feel like I was channeling Moira Rose. Like They put this outfit on me that I never would have chosen for myself but it worked. And I freaking slayed that runway. I'll find some photos. But yeah, runway is frigging fun because you're moving. I find it a lot easier than like a still photo. Oh, and one time I made a TikTok and I was in, I think these jeans actually, my platform boots and like a striped sweater. And I had a toucan. I took a quick little video and said something like, if dressing like a teenage boy is wrong, I don't want to be right. And then this girl commented, if dressing like Young Gravy is wrong, you don't want to be right or something. like." Which to me is a major compliment. And if if you know who Young Gravy is, you're cooler than me. Like, I barely know who he is. I just know that Young Gravy is, I think, a rapper, and he's into older women Gotta go It's time to burn my Costco sweatsuits Time's up, our show is through We've got other things to do This episode is brought to you by the scammers pretending to be Sheen on Instagram. They got me. It's so embarrassing. Love you. Have a good day. Slay.